bitch. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. Bitch, the Chicago. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone. A brave amigo. Wherever they need us, our destinies lead us. Amigos, we're always together. And wherever we go, we're three brave amigos. And we'll be amigos forever. We are the three amigos. We are the three amigos. We are the three amigos. And amigos forever will be. There's only two of us, There's though. There's only two of us. Um, hopefully that came out all right on the mic, but... My lung capacity has been seriously depleted. And now I've got to talk for another 30-plus <laughs> minutes. Hello, it's the We Love Dad Movies podcast. Hey, everyone. It's me, your number one amigo. And then Zan, who's also a number one amigo. Yeah. The two... Thank you, Senor Ewan. <laughs> Donata. <laughs> I know no Spanish, but let's continue. I have a working GCSE C grade, which is a pass. I chose German in, in, instead, so, you know. How is that serving you? I mean, there's some German in Three Amigos. Uh, uh, that is very true, yeah. though. I wouldn't be able to understand what they were saying, though. You're Ned Niederlander! <laughs> <laughs> oh, das Flugzeug! Oh, there, there we go. Um, yeah, so, hey, everyone. In case you couldn't tell. This is about the Three Amigos, because uh, I saw someone was talking shit about my <laughs> close friend, in Martin the, Short, last on the, week. Um, on the X discourse, oh, man. people have been... Well, one guy, mm. one person was talking shit about Martin Short, and everyone has been going, whoa, bro, what did Martin Short do to you? Of all the targets to pick, my guy, Martin Short? Yeah, why? why? Like, I, I think this is a great movie to talk about, not because of the movie itself but more because (laughs) we have a great affinity for this comedic trio of uh steve martin martin short and chevy chase um problematic fave being at the end of the trio there um and it's a movie that showcases a lot of their strengths but maybe some of their weaknesses as well absolutely but it definitely gives us a chance to talk about their comedic careers and kind of where they started with SNL and, you know, the impact that, they, that they've had. You know, Steve Martin and Martin Short continue to do loads of projects together. They've done, did loads of movies together, like Father of, Father of the Bride. We've got um, Only Murders in the Building. Only Murders in the Building's out at the minute. Um, which I haven't watched yet, which they, is insane. It's going to be very Steve good. Um, yeah, it's going to be very good. And they've done a bunch of Broadway plays and stuff. They've won loads of Emmys together. Um, so they are very much a comedic duo. And Chevy Chase at, at the time was also very massive on, on SNL. Um, and, you know, we love him for Piers Hawthorne on Community, but it turned out he was Piers Hawthorne. And, well, everyone knew he was Piers Everyone knew. That's why he was but, cast as Piers Yes. Um, but, yeah, so I think this is a good movie to talk about all of them together. And at least for, for me, Martin Short was a very big part of my childhood in the sense that he was one of the first actors that as a child I recognised his name and his face oh. in a movie um, so this, the other one was Jim Carrey was the other mm. big one so I was introduced to Martin Short through 
the TV movie version of Alice in Wonderland, which is a bit of a cult following, and he was the Mad Hatter, which is fantastic casting, by the way. Um, and he's got such a like a distinct face about him that I just would recognise him in a bunch of projects. The next movie I saw him in was uh, The Santa Claus 3. Oh no. <laughs> where he played Jack Frost. Um, but I recognised his voice immediately in all the stuff I watched as a kid and I'd recognise his name and credits. So uh, Treasure Planet and the Jimmy Neutron movie. Prince of Egypt. Prince of Egypt, which also has uh, Steve Martin as his, as, as his comedic partner. Um, We're Back a Dinosaur Tale. Um, I had his wiki up before, but there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, Mars Attacks, Pebble and the Penguin. Um, yeah, so there's a bunch of stuff. Um, the Barbie and Princess and the Pauper, banger. Um, <laughs> so Martin Short was a big part of my childhood. He's and kind again, of got Kennedy. He does have Kennedy. Um, so he was in a bunch of stuff, and I recognised his name a lot, and I was like, That's "Oh, I know such an this person." Point, as because a child. I don't think I'd be able to tell you what was the first actor to childhood Ewan was like. Oh! He is a thing. He is a thing across multiple things. There was Ewan McGregor. Well, yeah, I was obsessed. Because you were like, like, I like Star Wars and he has the spelling of my name. Yeah, he has my name. Um, But yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this movie because uh, Three Amigos uh, is... uh, And again, I need to clarify that even though I went in on that discourse earlier on, I'm not on Twitter that much anymore, so I actually don't know the full depth and breadth of it, and I didn't even look at the article. This is just a great excuse to, <laughs> to watch the Three Amigos Blu-ray that I bought. Ti- the ti- timely content <laughs> <laughs> to put it out. Do you want to talk a bit about your love of Steve Martin? Because you've kind of introduced me to Steve Martin mm. whilst we've been together, and I am now a Steve Martin stan. Yeah, it's kind of really funny how all of this has worked out. So, like, I don't think we've done... Have we done any comedy? We've on... done. I uh, I think we may have technically covered like some movies that have comedic elements. You could argue like Face Off. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the closest that I've done. So- oh no, we did Blues Brothers and we've done yes, uh, yeah. Ghostbusters too as well. Just again, part of that post SNL kind of you know. Yeah, the SNL era. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, All the comedies we've done have been SNL alum. Hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like again, like I feel Steve Martin for me. It, it's weird because like I was very much aware of him growing up, but I wasn't shown that much of him if i was talking about like growing up the the snl alumni that i was most familiar with was um dan Aykroyd and bill murray through their stuff on um, on ghostbusters and then my dad showed me like um spies like us Mm -hmm. at some point as well which is uh also dan Aykroyd and chevy chase which is a great time Mm -hmm. um and yeah steve martin is kind of like that was always an actor that i remember my parents look like talking about and um being disappointed with his 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 output in the early 2000s yeah like because, cheaper dot by the dozen yeah. um some of that stuff. but 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 so my first introduction to steve martin was through looney tunes back in i was action. about to say that was my introduction um, as which, the acme chairman and zang, iconic zang will be the first to tell you that that is one of the performances that has never left my brain i i i'm gonna come out on a limb here and say folks that i per per uh square week <laughs> i am probably delivering the most amount of acme chairman impressions on, compared to anyone else on at the least once a week unless there is someone who is like dedicated to being an acme chairman impersonator and has like the little shorts and everything and he does like the power stance yeah, yeah. what is the duck doing a little the neck <laughs> remove the duck and again loon tunes back in action iconic film desperately desperately underrated and far um, better than space jam yes and steve martin is wonderful in him yeah in in that film um, and I hadn't, I didn't really watch that much with him after that. It was only really with Carl Reiner's passing the other year mm-hmm. that I basically went to my deep mom, into his yeah. I was like, repertoire. Mum and Dad, like, why have you guys not shown me 
these movies. So they gave me some recommendations. Um, top of the list was um, uh, <laughs> Man with Two Brains, mm-hmm. um, which I watched the first time a couple years ago. Um, a film I love because not only does it have Steve Martin in, it also has David Warner, who is my number one that guy actor. Absolutely love big David Warner. Um, and then also Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, which I don't know if you ever played. There was a movie trivia game for the Xbox 360 called Seen It. I'm aware of it, yeah. Yeah, and we, me, me, mum and dad, we were obsessed with this game. It, had, it came with little buzzes. It was kind of yeah, like, yeah. you know the PlayStation one? Called Buzz. Kind of like Buzz. <laughs> called Buzz. But it was great because your little Xbox avatars were like, remember oh, the Xbox could... avatars? Oh my god, yeah. Like the... Pay premium for the, for the fancy outfits. <laughs> Some like the Spirograph man yeah. from The Simpsons right now. Do you know that gang-related activity is increased with the decline of Xbox avatars? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we played that all the time, and a bunch of Steve Martin movies kept on mm. coming up in the clips. The the bit in Three Amigos where he's burning them, he's yeah. like he's like, hey, look up, look up, look up. Yeah. So that was one. That's how I got introduced to Three Amigos, yeah. and then I watched that literally. I think the same night that we played a, a game, my parents were like we're watching Three Amigos right now. Yeah. Um, and then it took me forever to. to to watch the other stuff. Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid was the other one that was on Seen It, which of course I've watched. And then this year, at the start of the year, I had a little kind of like a comedy kick. I watched, um, not Steve Martin, obviously, but I watched Fletch with Chevy Chase, which I, it's fucking great. I love the theme. (laughs) The theme is great. Have you heard the news? And you can actually go listen to that song in the curated Wheel of Dad movie Spotify playlist (laughs) that I made, which is um, Bonafide Good Vibes. Yeah, so um, I watched The Jerk at the beginning of this year, which to me is one of the funniest things I have ever seen and has really cemented Steve Martin to me as like one oh of no, my... Oh no, he's shooting the cans! Just the... <laughs> Reiner and Martin, the bit where... Um, like, it's just such a funny gag that the moment that he puts his name in the phone book, <laughs> and it immediately cuts to just some random sicko just going through the phone book with <laughs> a gun. his goes, name. <laughs> and then, yeah, oh no, he's going for the cans. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I bloody adore Steve yeah. Martin. And... Bernadette Peters in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, good I have to echo that. They were married at one point. I think they were married, or at least they were dating yeah, at one point. But the little they duet they movie. have together oh, in the little film Oh, the brings out a trump. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a great time. I love it, but... Do you know what my other introduction to Steve Martin was that I adore to this day? The Dentist in Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, fuck, yeah, no, of course. Iconic, honestly, was immediately enamoured by that character when I watched that movie for the first time. And it's an absolute banger of a song. He gives such great energy and every time i watch a performance of the dentist character in a little trouble horrors production and they're not channeling steve martin and they're doing straight psycho uh like psycho greaser boyfriend like mm. I, i'm not into it i need like full camp i full camp steve martin dentist steve martin i think he i am your dad a great physical performer oh absolutely someone... very um i his inspirations he notes chaplin as one of his main insp- and i can definitely see his chap like he's such a physical performer as you say he throws his whole body into yeah. into it and a lovely silver siren from very a very early age in his 30s oh god i think he, i think a he, very he attractive great. man Absolutely. in my opinion so i still have a few more things oh, like I've, I've still missed a few of the big ones from him i still haven't seen roxanne which is one that both my parents loved mm-hmm. um, and i still haven't seen pennies from heaven which i know is like something that people really hate riley really rate highly um but yeah, no, I, I bloody love Steve Martin. And Three Amigos is um, a film that 
has been with me for a long time now. Um, John Landis directed, uh, Randy Newman composed. Did the songs. Um, and obviously assembles uh, the triumvirate the tri- of uh, Martin, Chase, and Shaw as uh, three silent movie era actors who get kicked out the studio system and decide, hey, oh, we've got a little telegram here. And it's the whole play on the Magnificent Seven where, you know, this this poor Mexican village is beset by banditos and the three amigos who are basically a parody of, like, um, you know, there's the three caballeros as well. Yes. Uh, and then, like, kind of like a parody of, like, Zorro and stuff mm-hmm. where you had white actors playing... But you're a rich, you're rich Mexican landowners yes, who defend the poor and stuff like that. They are literally canonically yes. rich Mexican landowners who, <laughs> for funsies, defend the poor. So they're there and they're like, you know, they're, they're great outfits. Uh, and I... So they are mistakenly invited. Yes, to... because the, the lead, uh, one of the members of the village, um, she's trying to seek help in this, like, no good, uh, rough town. Um, and she comes into a theatre, into a church. She goes into a church and they are playing a Three Amigos movie. Um, mm-hmm. and she thinks it's real. Um, and she sends a telegram, but she doesn't have enough money to send a long telegram. So he abbreviates it. So when they receive the telegram after they've been kicked out, it makes it seem like they just want to put on a show for this town. Rather than it being, you know, hey, we think you're real. Can you kill these banditos? And we'll also pay you 100,000 pesos. We don't have 100,000 pesos. Yeah, but they'll refuse. (laughs) Yes, so that's the... uh, You importantly miss out not one but two Simpsons cameos. Oh my god. For the initial scene where they are kicked kicked out. We have Joe Mantegna, that Tony himself. Okay, I will go now. (laughs) The three amigos. And also Phil Hartman, who has arguably the funniest line in the entire movie... Take the amigos' clothes. <laughs> just the delivery is so good. Like, uh, just two. There's also who else is in that? Oh, John Lovitz. Yeah, yeah. who I also recognise from a bunch of stuff. Like, they are in the um, Flugelman Studios, I guess, kind of a parody of uh, you know, kind of the Warner Brothersy big movie studio lots of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and these actors, from the way they talk about it, the three actors. So it's Lucky Day. Dusty Bottoms. Dusty Bottoms and Ned... Ned Ned, Niederlander. Ned Niederlander. Who is an orphan who grew up on, like, the set and was, like, became, like, a child prodigy. So he was a child star. Yeah, and they... It's... The way they talk about it makes it seem like they get paid nothing for these movies. (laughs) They're wearing Um, the wardrobe They live on set. And so they're basically kicked out because their latest movies haven't been doing too great. And Steve Martin's character is like, please pay us. And John Montague is like... (laughs) <laughs> what a concept. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that'll be the day. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> These fucking amigos. Um, so, yeah, they get this telegram conveniently when they're outside. Um, and they travel down in their wonderful flamboyant pearl encrusted uh, amigos outfits to this. Uh, well, they don't go to the small town initially. They go to this other town um, to wait for... Um, I guess the people who and this is the who, funny thing, right? There, so the film is set, all comedy of errors. So the film is set in 1916, which of course is during World War One. And like, if you thought this was just going to be like a, a wee cheeky parody of like the Magnificent Seven or whatever, um, they also found a way to rope in the Zimmerman Telegraph, sort of. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> there are two. There are there are a trio of German spies here who um, are basically sending guns to El Guapo, who is the. The evil uh, bandito in this film, uh, played by uh, Alfonso Arau. Hilariously, his second in command is called El Jefe. Jefe. 
<laughs> who is the second in command compared yes. to El Guapo. El Guapo. I mean, would you say that someone who is handsome is better than someone who is a boss? I think someone who that's is a hand- philosophical question. That is. that is three amigos. This is, but yeah, basically there there are three German espionage uh, folks because obviously during the First World War, Germany tried to get an old cheeky Mexico to invade the United States, and that kind of led to the U.S.'s and well, partially one of the many causes that led to the U.S. going into the First World War. So that is an element of it too, and it pays. Uh, there's a funny little aspect to it that the film pays off with uh, between Ned's character and the. Uh, the head the German, head German. Um, who, again, I think that's one of my favorite lines in the movie. It's like, you're Ned Liederlander. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, and yeah, that basically sets them off on a bunch of hijinks. They go down to the actual um, village, mm-hmm. still thinking that they're just putting on a show. They go to this bar where they, this really tough bar where they basically made fun of uh, Carmen and her brother son mm-hmm. it's not clear he's a child um and they're like haha we're not gonna help you but when they go there they think they are the, 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 the german hit guys yeah. and so they're there doing they just think that oh they're embarrassed or like they're shy because they know but they think, think we're the three amigos and you know they're really, you know they're really starstruck and then they do a, a little performance of my little buttercup has, has the, the cutest smile smile, smile. and so they're there doing this gay little lumber i mean gay in the happiest way oh they are shaking their booties they are and um and these these hardcore like banditos are just there like oh like and so they're there like in fear like singing the lyrics with them by the end i love the bit where they order the tequila at the bar as well oh yeah if it's like if it's root beer we'll have it (laughs) no if it's like beer they'll have it and it's definitely not like beer yeah Oh, man. And the Germans come in later, and they're like, "Hey, look at these sissies!" And then they shoot them all up. Yeah, so great time. Yeah, uh, and there they, they they go down to the village, and they have their first confrontation with um... <laughs> a bunch of banditos who are procuring tequila. Look, when this movie is not good. Uh, and uh, I, I think I, it is a good movie. I think it's not good. And I <laughs> when I watched this for the first time, I believe it was five years ago. Um, really I didn't like long? it. I wow. didn't like it then. Um, there are bits I do like about it, but I think in I, I think it's not a good movie. I Hence agree. Why I agree that it's very flawed. I think there is stuff I like about it. Um, and I watched it for the first time five years ago, and I didn't know if my opinion would change um, because my, as we all know, my viewing experience is very much dictated by by my mood. Um, but we do have to address the Mexican stereotypes of this movie because. In a way, the movie is trying to subvert and play on those tropes and stereotypes, but accidentally or intentionally kind of leans into them in a lot of ways. And the scene where you first see those three banditos where they're like, we're out of tequila, let's go raid the village (laughs) in the thickest stereotypical accents. Ooh, yikes. And, you know, it doesn't start stop there. Um, So, you know, and the whole, even though it's playing on the white saviour trope, they are still white saviors. So I, I, I think there's, we have to state that going into the rest yeah, of Yeah, there are lots it's of very, very exaggerated Mexican art. It's very, it's very cartoony. It yeah. reminds me at times of like an old Looney Tunes, an old Merry Melodies, um, and all the warts that they bring with them. Although yeah. obviously in 1986, you'd think that maybe, maybe there would have, you know... 
they would have realized that some of this doesn't play that well the only thing you could do to make this more stereotypical is to have like a native american character look to the camera and cry Mm. like and like cut off their braid (laughs) you know like it's it leans very hard into very um very racist caricature and very racist tropes um which which you know is is strange because you get stuff even before this with like blazing saddles that kind of subverts a lot of that in a lot in far better ways and i feel like this movie is trying to do that but definitely doesn't succeed in a lot of in a lot of areas um so um that i just wanted to preface that before we go deep deeper into the the plot mm-hmm. so yes yeah, no that's more than fair but anyway they go and uh they really want tequila so they go and raid go to the town <laughs> yeah they really want tequila they really want tequila uh, and then basically we get the three amigos springing into action oh this is after they've had their i don't know they have the celebration night after this yes confrontation mm-hmm. I forgot so they go out and they do their little routine including the iconic three amigos salute where they do the little, huh. yeah, that was very nicely in unison. Uh, and then uh, they basically do the the, the, the insults: you scum sucking pig, you subhuman slime, you son of a motherless goat, son of a motherless goat. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they have the little monologue. You know, wherever there's injustice, we'll be there. Line. Wherever, <laughs> wherever liberty is threatened, mm-hmm. we'll be there. Um, and then they basically. Do Ariba, Ariba, and they ride and, around and in circles, and it has my. I think this is the funniest. The movie looks is when it's just short. Uh, <laughs> Chase Martin look and into Chase, the camera as they ride around, going ha ha, and they're just there with the most maniacal, exaggerated laughter. Like, and, and Martin Short himself, he kind of looks like a little devil baby. A little. He's a, <laughs> I was surprised. So, Ma, uh, Steve Martin and Chevy Chase were both in their forties when this movie came out. I think Steve, uh, Martin Short looks so young here, but he was in his mid thirties when yeah, this 36. movie came out. But he looks so young. Mm. This is only the second full length uh, movie that he he did the first one was several years before then kind of before his snl stuff um but he is very baby-faced in 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 this so he's he's a little guy yeah yeah totally um but yeah so they they do their little back and forth and i love again i didn't mention that the when they go and see the three amigos movie in in the theater they all have the hilariously exaggerated makeup and stuff because it's a silent movie so they're all wearing like really high contrast like lipstick and eyeliner yeah, yeah. that's a really nice touch yeah. for the, for the, um, I find it the really black fun. and white movie yeah. so after that they they go and have their little celebration they're all getting you know in love with the town they're doing a silly little dances yeah 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 um the- dusty bottoms is striking up a, a, a romance you with- can take me away and kiss me on the veranda <laughs> dusty bottoms in that moment is every that's that's yeah. me i'm like so you want me to leave no, you want me to kiss me on the veranda? <laughs> okay, so you want me to... I'll go then. So yeah, Dusty's having his little romance. It's a cute old time. Ned's there talking about him as a child star on the <laughs> steps to all these little kids and he's like talking about this actress who's like, you've got it. And, he, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and how like wonderfully struck he is. I mean, of all the trio, like Ned slash Martin Short has the most backstory. He has I guess. the heart of gold. Yeah, so it, it they kind of lean heavily into how he was a child star. He used to be called Little Neddy. Did a bunch of those kind of old movies, and The Amigas was kind of his step up from that. You don't really get any background with um, Lucky Day or Dusty Bottoms. I mean, with Chevy Chase's Dusty Bottoms. You get the implication that he's the musician of the group because he's the one who initiates like playing the piano mm. and playing the guitar and stuff. And then 
Lucky Day is just the he's Lucky the brains of the, the operation. Yeah, he's just kind of the leader, but you don't really get much context for uh, their previous history. I don't. And it's not saying that I I don't need them to go into the full backstory of the Three Amigos per se, but it's weird. You don't that want the one... Three Amigos cinematic universe? Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so it's such as Amigos, 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 and exactly. the other and the other movies they have, <laughs> Amigos take on Hollywood or whatever. Um, but it's weird that one of them gets so much like I think background it... versus the others. I guess, if I may, I think it makes sense because all we need from the other two Amigos, all we need from them is that they have they embody one trait. Lucky Day is the overconfident kind of loudmouth who doesn't really know what he's doing, mm. but the others follow him anyway because he's such a force of personality. Dusty is really anxious and somewhat just clueless at the same time, <laughs> which is kind of almost against type for Chevy Chase because he had a real habit of playing smart Alex in pretty much all of his comedies. I would partially disagree with that. I think Chevy Chase in this movie is playing his Chevy Chaseisms, I guess. I think I, I like I, we talked about this after I watched the after we watched the movie that I can tell when Chevy Chase is ad libbing, um, and I feel like I could notice it quite a bit in this movie in his, some of his his delivery. That, um, but that's different to him playing a smart ass, like in like something like Fletch or like um, you know he, he or you know the vacation movies he's yeah. very much like ah I'm gonna so, so not so I guess so I guess not so much uh in a smart ass way but in the sense that in a lot of kind of bad quote unquote Chevy Chase movies I always get the sense that he needs to have the last word in mm-hmm. um and so the good example of that is there's a joke where um later after obviously they think they have beaten these banditos and have a big celebration the next day el guapo turns up with 50 men and they realize they are very easily outnumbered la di la di da we'll get into it um there's a joke where like uh the girl has been kidnapped and all their stuff is gone he's like oh is there any like pearl cuff links here like any something and it, it's so clearly like a chevy chase like add-on thing and to, to me, the, I get the sense from I this. I like that joke. <laughs> I don't. I get the sense that it's that and, um, oh, what's it called? Nothing. Gonna, is it Nothing But Trouble? That's the other um, Ackroyd Chevy Chase project. But there's just always a sense that he always needs to have the last word in and that he has to be the funniest guy in the room, which is the, the sense you get from what you know about him working on from SNL and his beef with a lot of people yeah. on there. Um, but what I was going to say yes. is that I think all you need from these two, from those characters, is their one, like, individual thing. I think Dusty is the clueless, anxious one. Um, you know, he's he's completely ignorant. Um, Lucky Day is, like, the loudmouth leader. And then Ned, he's the kid with the heart of gold. He's the moral compass. He's the guy who... You know, his, his seeing his experiences as an orphan, he gets kind of flashbacks to them over the course of this film. You know, working with the the within the village, and he's like, "I want to build a better future for these kids." And he he's like, "We're <laughs> going to be the three amigos for real." He got nothing to go back to. I almost wonder if it's because Martin Short was less established than uh, Steve Martin and Chevy Chase at this point, because Steve Martin had already done a bunch of the movies that we mentioned before that got him very big. Um, and Chevy Chase had already done some National Lampoon stuff at this point and other things that I can't remember. Um, so they, they were like, oh, we need to give more stuff to Martin Short's character. Because uh, you looked up the original castings oh, that they the, wanted the, for this, the, which the, were quite interesting. The almost castings, there was there was quite a lot. So uh, at one point, Dan Aykroyd and uh, John Belushi were attached along... Martin was attached mm-hmm. the, for the longest time. 
Uh, John Candy was considered at one point. Um, Bill Murray was cast in the role of uh, Dusty Bottoms. Um, um, Rick Moranis. Yes, of course. Would have been cast as Ned had Short been unavailable. Robin Williams was almost there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, a lot of the SNL alumni um, kind of tied to this this movie, as, as with a lot of John Landis projects. Yes, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and I feel like, yeah, I, I like, I like the the trio they settle on. I think it's, a I think fun it's, time. I think it's a good, a good trio. Although I would never say no to more Rick Moranis in my life. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because that would be a fun time. But yeah, so they have their their little party, and then the next day, El Guapo shows up mm-hmm. with with his fifty men, and they're all there like oh, another show. Damn, they better pay us more money. Oh, to do a second one, yeah. And they all come out and they start doing it. And then um, they're, they're running circles around them. And then Hefe <laughs> shoots Lucky in the arm. And he's like, You're in big trouble for this, mister. Real bullets! <laughs> and they all start laughing. And he walks back to them as the dawning realization happens. He's like, it, It's for real. It's, it's it's for real. It's, it's for real, little lads. It's, yeah. It's, um... yeah. And then they beg for their life and then they'll, the group just leave after kidnapping mm-hmm. Carmen. And mm-hmm. that's when the three amigos have their crisis of identity. And, and Ned's like, we can be the three amigos for real. I'm drawing a line. <laughs> Are we men or mice? Yeah. Great yeah. And they tie, the up dance. Their, tie up their sombreros, mm-hmm. get on their horses. And then the movie becomes kind of weird and trippy it's I, very strange i forgot about well I didn't, not that i forgot about them but i forget specifically what leads them straight to and we will go to the singing bush and the invisible man and that's how we will find <laughs> El just like, oh, we've been given a, it's not clear where they get the map from <laughs> but they've been given a map that's like oh find the singing bush and say the magic words and then the invisible swordsman will lead the way well, before that, they're on a very clearly painted set backdrop and have a little music number, which is the most Randy, oh. Newman, the most Randy Newman of Randy Newman I sounding songs. Bottom, bottom, but as we bottom, discovered, all bottom. three of them actually sing. Steve Martin does have a very prolific blue uh, bluegrass career yeah. and has won a bunch of Grammys for it. He's done musicals um, before. But yeah, he uh, all three of them have very nice singing voices. They mm. also have a little nice song. But then the horses start singing with them. Yeah. And a bunch of animals yeah. join them and watch them sing. And it's the, very... tor- the tortoise talks too. It's great. <laughs> the tortoise goes, good night, Ned. It's very With that strange. really beautiful painted background, I really like this scene. It, I feel it hinders the pacing but it's a no, it's a fun little no i really like oh. it i think like i would agree with you that this movie is weirdly paced overall yes. but that one bit with the painted background where it just leans into yeah all of this is so exceedingly fake and cheap i love a, that the next scene is a one-off joke where they're all drinking trying to drink from their flasks and ned's <laughs> is full of sand <laughs> Lucky's has barely any water in and then Dusty's is full of water <laughs> and he's just gargling with it and then throws it onto the ground and then he offers them chapstick and then it cuts the next scene. The scene exists just for that joke. I just think it's really funny seeing Martin Short pour an entire, an entire flask of sand, sand into, into his, his mouth. Yeah. It's a very funny... I feel like there are certain things you see in movies where you're like, oh, I feel that. And whenever I see him pour the sand into his mouth, my mouth dries up. I'm like, <laughs> I could feel the sand... Um, but yeah, they end up finding the, the singing bush, which is a bush. It's not like a hallucination. They find a singing bush. They Im- played by Randy Newman. They improv the magic words with them just going. Bleh, bleh, 
and then, and then shooting into the air. <laughs> Bang. And then arguably the funniest joke in the movie that gets me a pop-off every time is that Chevy Chase accidentally shoots the invisible sword and then you hear it. <laughs> and then you see the perfect outline of a man like in the sand. <laughs> and then like they pick him up and he's like, yeah, he's dead. And it just, it's just so out of nowhere. <laughs> just this perfect, th- it's the great blend of like ah! sound, <laughs> sound and like just the perfect outline of a guy in the sand. Um... And it's so out of left field, <laughs> but it is arguably the funniest joke in the movie because it catches me off guard every <laughs> every time I see it. Um, but yeah, they how do they find how do they find it's old because Blanco they still? See, they see the plane. They again. see the German plane that little Neddy flew mm-hmm. in one of his old movies. Well, not little Neddy, one of my stuntmen, but um, I'm sure it'll yes, be okay. <laughs> so he, they they find it there. The the uh, El Guapo is turning. 40. 40 but actually 33 actually 33 <laughs> um and he asks El Jefe about whether he has a plethora of piñatas for his do you think I have a plethora of piñatas <laughs> what is a plethora <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh, they plan a big, big escape thing and by plan an escape thing let's wing it they they wing it they get in there and they think oh but you know surprisingly eff- efficient yeah. to begin with yeah um lucky day gets captured uh, and ned is suspended suspended 20 feet in the air hanging on a gringo's gonna keep falling from the sky today <laughs> Third. <laughs> and uh and dusty manages to make it in and and, and gets coming out but this also has one of my favorite bits in the movie where <laughs> lucky is strung up in the uh the, the weird mechanical prison chamber. And so he's trying to like pull the weights of the chains with him. Yeah. Like so a, some get, kind of stringed puppet. So he can get to the la- the, the levers. Again, very physical Steve Martin comedy. Yeah. Great, great stuff. Um, but eventually they all make it out uh, onto the front after the Germans have, have cracked open the cases of uh, Mauser rifles that are going to go to El Guapo. Um, they're all there celebrating and there's the great bit where Dusty is in disguise Mm -hmm. and El Guapo is like I know each and every one of you we ransacked the village didn't we and then he comes to to Dusty and he's like ah you pruned the bushes (laughs) yes and and other other things and we burned the villages burned the villages yes 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 and what else and we Plundered the women. Yeah, plundered the women. Yeah. And we slept with their crops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then obviously he captures them. Yeah. Uh, and then that's when we get the intervention of the German guys who spot, you're Ned, ne- you're lucky Ned Niederlander. <laughs> I must have seen all your films back in the German cinema. Yeah. <laughs> Inspired him to become a pilot. And, and to be the fastest drawer in the West. Yes. And then I found out about trickery and pseudo-deception. I learned it was a lie. And Ned's like, no, I really am that fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have a little duel, they and have a duel. and he gets given that big navy revolver hand cannon, mm-hmm. and blows the and he old, wins, and he blows him away. He gets shot backwards doing it because he's a little guy. Yeah, but he wins. Great little guy representation in both Three Amigos and last week's episode, The Untouchables. Yeah, there is a great line from Steve Martin when he he breaks free of his chains and he's there pointing the gun at them all. I forget, there's a line he said. Uh, oh, oh my god, I'm going to fill you with so much lead, you'll be using a dick for a pencil. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets a, everyone drop your guns, not you, Dusty. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they make their getaway and they come to the plane. And mm-hmm. they get away on the plane. It's a very funny moment because Ned can't really fly that yeah. well. And they're all just there screaming for dear life. It's mm-hmm. a great time. 
they get back to the village um, and they know that El Guapo is going to come for them. Um, and so... What like, is your special talent, village? <laughs> what, what, what are you good at, village? And they're good at sewing. So they all make Amigos outfits to confuse them. Yeah. And when they come and try and shoot them... It's a very strange climb. <laughs> because this is my biggest issue with the film, right? Is that, and again, I haven't even mentioned that Elmer Bernstein did the score for this. Obviously, like a very famous composer, did a lot of westerns. The, tonally, this movie oscillates so wildly because during the, like, infiltration bit and, like, parts of, you know, that, and then the final shootout here too, it almost feels like they're playing it like a straight western at yeah. times. And I was hoping for more zaniness, because as far as big rug-pull, like, deception schemes go... That's the one bit. The sewing... That is the joke. And it's not that funny, because yeah. it's like, well, they, they won because they had guns. <laughs> like, Where did the villagers get all these guns from? Why didn't they use yeah. the guns to begin with? It wouldn't matter whether or not they were dressed as the Amigos, because they would still be shooting at <laughs> the guys. Yeah. Um... So that's like the one of the big kind of blemishes for me of the film is that I think the finale is El kind Hefe of really has a weak great, source. El Jefe has a great death where he does a full backflip. Oh my god! And then yes. just collapses. It's a great time. Yes, yes. And then uh, El Guapo gets taken out, and uh, he's like, um, "Please come a little closer. That was a good trick." And he just shoots Lucky in the foot. Mm-hmm. It's a great little time. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and then the, the villagers, that's the end of it. They kiss some sexy women. Oh yeah, literally one of the cast members credited as Hot Senorita. Yeah, they kiss a bunch of women mm-hmm. and they decide they're going to be the three amigos to real and ride off into into the distance. And that's kind of, that's kind of it. That, yeah. That's the movie. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, I know I've talked a lot of shit. And, and you know, this is Zan's TM <laughs> ramble brain. You know, I've been told I do not, I'm not as negative as I sound when yeah, I'm not. recording and, these and again, things. But, but I agree. I think this movie is, is very flawed. I think it, I think it's too long, which is weird because they cut it down as well. Yeah. Um, I think it's a pacing issue mainly. Yeah, it's paced very strangely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just for, for, you know, and I seem to get, from what we've seen from reviews, a lot of critics... Would Eber I, had that famous one star review. Eber did not like this, but for so it was something that I saw other people say as well was that for having the three comedic talents that they have as leads, they really aren't that funny. And I think it's from the script. I don't think it's a very funny script. Um, I just don't think it is allowing them to shine. Really, I think it's it's you know, with the exception of, of, of Martin Short. I think you know with with Chase and Steve Martin, it feels like they're kind of doing like autopilot in the sense of what doing what they are known for and kind of the, without any of the nuance or actual like fun of it mm. i'm sure some people would agree with me because there are plenty of people who also really love this movie as well oh hey um, i mean going into this this was like a four star classic for me but i did i did bring it down to the three and a half star level because i did think there were certain portions where i was like okay i'm not as there aren't as many laughs crammed into this as i would like and there's no way that three amigos is anywhere near the jerk in terms of like you know 
how much I'm laughing or whatever. But that being said, I still have a great deal of affection for this one. Like I said, it was one of the early Steve Martin movies that my parents introduced me to. It's insanely quotable. Um, I think the soundtrack's great. I think it looks fantastic visually. I think it's really nicely shot. I love the costuming. I love seeing Steve Martin short and, uh, and, and Chevy Chase together. I think they have some funny bits. I think generally I would just say that, yeah, I think they needed... It's such a great concept. It's such a funny, funny concept. It's just a shame that Galaxy Quest did it better ten years later. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a, you know, this this trope, the Seven Samurai, um, you know, Magnificent yeah. Seven trope of coming into small village and saving the day. Um, but with this and Galaxy Quest having the added caveat of, you know, people believing what they see is real and calling out to them for help. Yeah, I think Galaxy Quest is just way, way better and. Um, less racist about it, um, in, in my humble opinion. Um, yeah, I, I one star for the joke with the invisible swordsman, <laughs> and then one star for the take the amigos clothes. I need more. Like someone's probably done a list on Letterboxd of like movies with Simpsons actors in, because mm-hmm. I love it when Phil Hartman shows up and stuff. But I completely your forgot. wife's cookies are out of this world. I completely forgot Joe Mantegna was in this as well because when I heard his voice, I was like, wait, Fatoni, Fatoni. <laughs> Why would you star in this flat, flavorless movie? Oh, yeah. Hey. But I enjoy talking about this movie as much as it seems like I didn't enjoy talking about it. But that's um, because we have a lot but, of affection for these actors. But it's because I I like to be able to talk about this movie because I got to talk about my affection for Martin Short, um, Steve Martin, and Chevy Chase. Um, you know, Steve Martin and Martin Short were a big part of a lot of childhood stuff that I watched, and I think they're such great comedic actors, and we do need to watch Only Murders in the Building. Um, and Chevy Chase, you know, not a great guy, but um, is part of one of my favourite TV shows of all time, Community, and uh, very recently got to see uh, National Lampoon Christmas Vacation, which is a fantastic movie. So very much oh, enjoy a that lot of Chevy Chase's one, stuff as well. That is one we'll be covering for Christmas, yes. absolutely, because that I loved that movie, and my dad loved that movie too. Um, hey, it's almost like the podcast is called We Love Death Movies. Wow. Um, but yeah, I think that has been all we have to say about Three Amigos. Um, we need to do more comedy because I love I love talking comedy. I want to do the jerk. I mean, I know I watched this. Th- I know I watched it this year, but I would love to go back into that yeah. again or rewatch Man with Two Brains and just laugh. And at yeah, it. we have had the realization that all the comedies we have covered have all been SNL alum yeah. movies. Which maybe that says something about dad caliber. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah, no, I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Also because they're all genuinely really talented, funny yeah. people. Um, maybe, oh God, I've got the urge to watch Spies Like Us again. That, I hope, still holds up <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, this has been the We Love Dad Movies podcast. Um, wherever there is content, we will be there. What's We Love Dad Movies in Spanish? Very quickly. Uh, nosotros encanta. Oh, Padre P- Pelicula? The Wheel of Dad movie's Spanish telecast coming very soon. <laughs> <laughs> I think picture, movie picture is Pelicula. I could be completely wrong though. But where can they find you, Senor Patterson? Uh, they can find me. Uh, as a rich Mexican landowner who protects the presentry. Uh, you can obviously uh, find me on Twitter. I'm not there that much, but I am there. You can ruin things. I also do some fun, sexy letterboxed reviews. I'm just there at, like, Ewan Patterson. If you search for your name, you should be able to find that. Or E underscore Pats with a Z. Um, 
Obviously, we love Danny Reese's on Twitter, and also please be sure to go support us on Patreon. I need to give a quick shout out to our patrons. Thank you, Christopher Darby, George Jackson, Thomas Mulgrew, Shaka, and Josh Brown. Realize we do have a third amigo. It is Dan. Good old Dan Greamer. Dan, yeah. Fellow frequent um, co host of the podcast. And also the audience, they are the third amigo. They are the third amigo. Their audience participation. <laughs> Only you can help protect yeah. Wheel of Death. Join Dan our movies. new Patreon tier where you can become officially the third amigo of, yeah. of the Wheel of Dad movies podcast. The perk is that I just send you a clip of us singing the three amigos yes. song yes. over and over yeah. again. Um, but yeah, thank you all so much for listening, folks. Um, September, uh, is, we're halfway through there now. Um, me and Dan are going to be diving into the Expendables movies at the end of the month. We were going to do them one by one, but I rewatched the first Expendables yesterday, and that I don't have much to say about that movie. But I think I will have more to say about Expendables too, and obviously in prep for Expandables. Expendables. Expendables. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then obviously in October, lots of fun spooky, spooky. stuff coming up. Um, so yeah, I hope you all keep listening. Thank you again for, for listening to the Wheel of Diamonds podcast, and we will catch you next time. Amigos forever we are. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. <laughs>